Yo, 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 welcome to NS9 Post Game Show, the hodgepodge of nothingness on Pittsburgh Baseball. Now, I'm your host, Anthony DiNardo. Jumping onto the show is our co host, Tyler, <laughs> aka Wagon the oh. Cutch. What's up, my man? Dude, I was getting down. <laughs> Literally, you got down. What were you doing? What were you I doing? Was dancing. You hear that pregame show or that post game show music? Oh, that, that's you were some good stuff. It is some good stuff. It gets me hyped. Get a little bit, we of, come on get a little bit of an ab workout. Like, now I'm tired. Probably don't need to do a sit-up for a few days. For the very last show, you know what I should do? I should just play the whole song. Yeah, why not? And then fun. we'll just leave. Just, we're just, yeah, we'll works. Stop. It's <laughs> we the whole we, show. And the thing is, the song, right? We can play it on here. We don't get any copyright you know, issues, whatever. So maybe our very last post-game show, we just have a dance party. Yeah, we'll, why not? We'll, have, we'll just be the DJ. We'll just play music. Just have fun. Man. We're not talking Pirates baseball. Man, we've—I mean, we've talked about doing a power hour. Maybe we maybe actually we did, didn't we? The, didn't we? Oh no, that was we haven't we did a power, done power hour. hour yet. I did it. Cody and I did it with Pittsburgh uh, Clothing Company. Yeah, I think we need to do. We need a power hour. We need our own. We need a power. I mean, hour. we'll probably do it with Pittsburgh Clothing Company. Yeah, I mean, why stuff. not? <laughs> why not but yeah i'm good with that but uh baseball anyways happened. enough with the dance party yes baseball did happen and the pirates won so like we should be grateful we get to talk about a victory today uh it is their 56th victory so let's see have you guys not been updating this no you know, I don't do a show two freaking days in a row. 58 97. And we're two games behind. I wonder why. You guys, I'm going to be honest. I, I, oh, a little behind the scenes, like, like behind baseball here. Uh huh. You do say you set the show up. So, like, is that on me to actually go in there and do the brand? I mean, part? all you have, have to do is update thing. a standing. I ask you like to do we, one thing. I do literally dude, everything else. Even when I'm not doing it, I have to do everything. Literally Florida. everything. I looked on there, and you still have on there that Luis Ortiz got caught up as a 29th man. Uh, not anymore. I deleted that today. Because <laughs> oh, <laughs> I noticed goodness. I still had that up. Uh, I'll usually have things you know, behind, so you get the full story below. But I assumed you guys are keeping up with the standings. I mean, come on, man. All right, so we're up to date. It's their 58th. Really, I don't even know if we've put that on there. Like, I might have forgot that we have a ticker. Actually, now that you mentioned it, no, you didn't have you didn't have the ticker on. So okay, at least you weren't putting up false information because you just weren't putting up any information. In my defense, like you are entrusting me to do that. I'm a third wheel here. You're not even a third wheel. You're just you're the stray dog we picked up on the side of the road. Like, yeah, and you're entrusting that stray dog to not bite something. Exactly. All right, let's get into talking about this 58th win today. Two away from 60, by the way. 
Yeah. One more against the Reds, and then you got two series against the Cardinals. I mean, 60 is a possibility, it's looking like. But hey, they played the Reds today. It was Mitch Keller Day. And I guess you could say, like, this stretch just continues. Mitch Keller looking good, even when he doesn't look good. Five innings pitched today, one earned run off five strikeouts, five hits, three walks. Yeah, ERA's down, Tyler. ERA's down to a 3.92. Two, 3-9-2, man. Like, if you – how are you feeling coming into this year if you if you were told Mitch Keller is come, or going to finish the year with under a 4 ERA? The thing that like, – like, that's kind of a loaded question. Like, here's the thing. Just hearing that alone, I'm feeling very good. But the caveat here, Tyler, is he was terrible to start the year. Like, yeah. that's with – how awful he was up until May 17th, right? We had a 6.92 ERA or whatever it was at that point in time. Uh, I mean, it was much of last year's Mitch Keller. So yeah. he's done this with a whole month and a half of being absolutely terrible. Yeah. So that's why I said it's not loaded because this alone I'd be excited. But honestly, you need to be even more excited about that because it's what he's done really since May 18th, which is uh, what now? I don't know the numbers. I'm not plugging it in, but like... It's- I mean, it's like under a, a three, mid, a mid it, two. It, yeah, it's very good. And you mentioned it; he didn't have the stuff tonight. But five strikeouts, six roundouts—it's eleven of your outs right there that are not getting hit over the wall. That's a big deal for a guy like Mitch Keller. It is. So. Like my one, I'm going to sit back and say my one worry this year, which is a worry for everyone, but I feel like it's a a real reason to worry more about Mitch Keller Uh is the fact that when he is off, like he is today, he gets the big round outs. I I might be, I'm I'm maybe going around this. Okay. But when he's off, right, he gets the big outs and like, that's why you feel comfortable, Mm -hmm. but he, he gets a very, to me, a very high percentage of double play balls maybe a little more than normal. And next year without a shift, I I do worry a bit how this might level off. And again, like everyone's yeah. going to feel it next year, everybody, right? But I wonder how much more it's going to affect Mitch Keller based on what he's doing this year and next year's season. It's not to take away from Mitch Keller. Again, he is doing really, really good. Jim's putting out there, it's 3.26 ERA since late May. That was um, Thank yeah, you, Jim. I'm glad you're doing that, something yeah. right around here. That's why but, it was about to say 330 ERA. It's under that, but whatever. But anyways, again, I'm not trying to take away. This, um, this isn't like my moment to like poo-poo on Mitch Keller. He's phenomenal. And just like you said, like even when he is not looking good, he he is good. He stays in the game. He does the things you need to do when he's not on. But I do just wonder a little bit how that's going to sustain next year with no shift. No, I mean, that was a long walk for a short drink of water, but we're ended up at the same point here. It's, it's definitely concerning the shift being eliminated. And w- hopefully I think we see the stuff come a bit more into play next year where we're not so reliant on the ground out. Um, the strikeout rate's still not probably where you think Mitch Keller could be. He's probably more of a strikeout than any kind of guy with the stuff. And the, this two-seamer has played into 
him getting out of a lot of jams. But the stuff is still absolutely there. And it it might I think we hope it maybe turns into something where it's more of a an out pitch rather than just all reliable. Like to the point where maybe we hope he turns into a Charlie Morton after he left Pittsburgh. I think that's best case scenario where he really finds that breaking ball there and he can really attack a lefty with a curveball slider. And that two seamer just turns into an absolute weapon on the back door. Yeah. That's best case scenario. You know, that's a good way of putting it, I guess, because I mean, there's a first off, there's a reason that Charlie Morton was called electric. I mean, his electric stuff, right? I mean, he had electric stuff. And I'm not that gonna was say, almost a joke at a certain point, though. Well, no, but no, but I, I what I'm saying is like what you're saying, like he doesn't have as much electric stuff as Charlie Morton. But I, I find yeah, the I find the parallels uh, as as much. Yeah, I think he does. Really? Yeah, the I mean the curveball is absolutely on par with Charlie Morton. The velocity is absolutely there. Two seamer doesn't have the run that Tra- Charlie Morton did, but he also has that slider. Well, what I was also going to say, because I feel as if the two, the two, not two seamer, the four seamer has calmed down a bit. If that makes sense, like the velocity, and, and maybe that's what helped him. But the velocity, think about when Mitch Keller was coming in. It's like, oh my god, he's pumping hundred now. Yeah, and that's not the talk, but of course not the talk. He's actually pitching. That's the real talk, yeah. but I don't know. Do we maybe see the complete package next year? And it's like when he needs to, he's touching 99 on the four seamer as he's throwing that ball more now too. I think you, you do mention a really good point there inside all that is that he's actually pitching now. He's not throwing, he's mm-hmm. pitching now. And with that two seamer, something clicked in May where he's, He's a pitcher, and he's not a guy with just really good stuff at this point. And that's oh, like, weird. Looks like, like he could have been on the show and not played softball. Uh, crazy, crazy. It's weird how much he, uh, how many yeah. excuses he has of how he can't do a show, and yeah. yet here he is. Um, but anyways, I, I, I get what you're saying, and I, I, I do agree. That's my point there. Um, but anyways, like at any Denardo, rate, like, let's just, yeah. just, let's take it back like three months. What are we in September, August, July? Yeah. Where we were talking about Mitch Keller's future and we wanted to see how he finished this year about going mm-hmm. in the next year. I think he finished it as well as he absolutely could have. You're right. Like I, I, I'm not joking when I say it. He honestly seems he gets stronger like every month. You know, like the first month was kind of figuring out the two seamer. Then he's like, like, then he brought back the four seamer. He's done things a little bit different, but then like you just see more confidence from him. You saw the 10 strikeout game. You saw the other game where he didn't look that good. Like, if I don't know if it followed up the 10 strikeout game, but like the one game where you felt like that was probably his best start ever. Mm-hmm. Like, it seems as if he is getting stronger as the season goes which is why you're even more confident with him and more excited about next year because it's like now he's going to have a whole offseason. This thing's behind him. He comes in fresh, and who knows what else he picks up and learns in this offseason. 
like when, I, when Jim is on, we were talking about that. The dude is just a baseball nerd. You know, you know how much he Absolutely. loves the analytics and stuff. Yeah. And it's like, what's what homework is he taking home this offseason to get himself better with? Now that he has some confidence, that's what I'm going with this too. Like, what could he be next year? Is he could be even better. Yeah. I just fear the ground balls and the shift, you know, but like he could be uh, like you're talking about the strikeout guy. Like he could really become that next year. And now you're not worried that much about the, uh, the ground balls. Yeah. And I, I mean, I do think that that analytical approach that he does have could be a double-edged sword, but at the very least, the dude has turned into a very, very capable major league pitcher. And he's, sh- we're at the point now where we're beyond the small sample size. He's, He's kind of turned into like a complete innings eater eating number three. And if I'm going to get that out of, I don't care if he's the number two prospect in the organization. If I'm getting that out of my number two prospect, I will take that rather than what we saw. Right. No, that's, that's, that's really good. You know, like he will probably, the thing is heading into this year, you know, I don't want to keep 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 bringing this up. Yeah. But like heading this year, it was a make or break, and it's like you could see him being DFA. Yeah, and it's very likely. I would not be shocked that at the, in a year's time from now, in 2023, we're looking back at the season that you're talking about. Mitch Keller is the best Pirates pitcher next year, and Mitch that's Keller what you're getting at Mitch Keller is your opening day starter next year. Oh yeah, I mean it's that's locked. Like there's not a question. Like, this year you're wondering come, who it's going to be. It's Mitch Keller next year. Like coming in to this year, I know I had mentioned that he should start opening day this year. I don't think there's a question he's your opening day starter next year. Not at all. If I wrap up the season with that, I'll take it. There's not one person that earned it more as well. I mean, that's why you're happy for him too. He's had this stuff. He was the top prospect, but this dude has, earned it like what he's gone through what he's put himself through and like finally it did click for him and yep. i'm happy for him and he's just been so good like this dude deserves it more than anybody next year to be the opening day starter i mean i remember talking about will we see mitch keller start another game then he got yeah. one more start they got one more start and he just built you got to be happy for the dude very Really, like, genuinely happy for him. Like, something clicked this year. Something to look forward to. Andy says maybe he's calling a different ex-pirate every month for tips. I mean, hey, maybe yeah. he's reached out to Charlie Morton now, right? I mean, that's why you're seeing the similarities and stuff. Because <laughs> as he, and you know what's funny? So he reaches out to Clay Holmes. Right? Hey, man, like, you're doing some big things here, and we can't get anything right over here. What, what are you doing? You've added this two seamer. Like, what's going on over there? You know, and the pirates, like, yeah, please, please go see him. We can't fix you. We can't do anything. So, okay, a little facetious, but regardless. So, it's funny, though. Jokingly, I I do bring up Charlie Morton all the time that he survived the ground ball era with the ground ball. Then he went to the strikeout era. Now we're going to circle back to the ground ball era, and Charlie Morton's going to dominate again. Right. Unfortunately, not dominate right now for the the Braves, but he's old. He's old. <laughs> it's just funny how he's seen yeah. like three revolutions, though. Um, but no, I was gonna say it's kind of funny that it's like it seems like the parallels too. Like Clay Holmes was dominating, 
Mitch Keller reaches out to him. Mitch Keller takes his powers because like Clay Holmes really hasn't been as dominant as he's been since yeah. he's given Clay or Mitch Keller these these tools and dips. I don't know, but anyways, um, ironically enough, yes, Mitch Keller looks very very good. And mm-hmm. in like again tonight wasn't a great outing, but it's these outings that actually probably and actually Gary Morgan said it too on Twitter. I like the tweet, but I, I fully confirm we've been talking about like these outings is what really impresses you. The ten strikeouts are great. But it's the stuff tonight that does really impress you because this was the Mitch Keller that gives up the eight earned runs. Mm-hmm. And he pulled through, and the Pirates won with only one earned run on the night. That's clutch. Yeah. And I, we're going to talk about him forever, but it's a. I hope. I, I hope so as well. But it's a guy that he's went on nights that he's not missing bats, he's still able to get outs. And he was a guy coming up that you would hope would be a big strikeout guy. And now that he's really not, he's able to still get outs. Four. Sure. It's been 16 minutes. Yeah. I would love to talk 16 more about Mitch Keller. Do we have to talk about anybody else? Uh, but let's get moving a little bit here. Uh, and as Jim says, who's you know not on the show tonight, is Miguel Andujar the offensive version? Of Mitch Keller. So who did Anduar reach out to? So at what point did are he we reach gonna... out to maybe Kevin Newman and was like, "Hey, how do you? How did you become good?" <laughs> so Leonardo, at what point are we going to call Jim out on all of his terrible opinions of overreacting to former top prospects performing well for like two games? You mean like as he says, Andu him? Yeah. Literally right now, like, uh, which is funny because there's a delay on the stream, so he's probably now hearing you talk about him. And also the whole, like, Marcano, I was so wrong about him. He's good. Like, at what point does he get called out on all this? He won't because he's never wrong, first off. He's... It... Look, I think you're on the same page as me. I don't know that you believe in Anduhar at all no okay good um i hope he does well right obviously i'm a pirate i want to be wrong i would love to be wrong about him but i think there's enough like track record here that he's just not a very good hitter and I'm okay with him getting absolutely every opportunity right now to show he's to prove little old Tyler wrong. I just don't know that there's, I've seen anything that shows me he will be good. Yeah. It's, it's one of those things like, uh, again, for me, I understand what he did 2018. <laughs> At the same time, we were the pirates had a winning season in 2018. So Nardo, that was we a long time ago. Dug out at that point, <laughs> right? But uh, again, like I understand what the past was, what he what he once did, right? And is there a possibility that can come back out? Yes. It's just where I stand is there are twenty five, uh, well, twenty four, because Mitch Keller ain't that guy anymore. There's twenty four other like Miguel Anduars yeah. on this forty man roster. And you need less of those. So can he become good? It's possible. It's a very, very high risk. 
which comes with a high reward. And to me, where this organization is, there's very limited roster spots to just give away because of this plethora of guys that need to be, you know, tendered or whatnot. When you're still growing, you're still building. So you probably have about three spots next year that give away to, to veterans, to free agents, you know, offensively at least in that sense. Yeah. And I mean, so I would rather pay money for the known to have a true veteran who is good opposed to giving it to Mel Miguel Andujar, who probably has a 10% chance of being a productive player, which means the odds are he's not going to be. And you've, you haven't capitalized once again. So yes, I don't believe in him. And I feel very confident that he's not going to be, and I could be wrong. And that's, that's, I mean, good, but in a sense, they got lucky that he didn't. Yeah. And I think you brought up the major point here of that. It feels like this acquisition is going to lead to them ignoring the entire issue of this team, which I know you guys talked about on Starbucks. I don't want to dig way deeper into it, but it feels like an acquisition. That's kind of a, just very like it's a dollar general bandaid that they just tossed on first base. Yeah. Instead of actually going out. Well, and finding hold on. Someone. First off, you say first base too. And it seems like maybe probably just DH. Yeah. 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 It's Zach Collins. I mean, first and, base at this point. and I mean, it, and if that band-aid don't fit there, it's going to fit in the corner outfield. So it's one of those that even if you look back at Andujar's good, I guess, 2018, you look at those peripherals. He was a league average hitter. He played in a T-ball ballpark. Yeah, he had 27 home runs, but he, he played in a place that's like 320 down the line without a wall worth of shit. I I dog him enough that I don't need to dog that season, if that makes sense. Like I just don't want to sound like such mm-hmm. a hater, but there is truth into that. I mean, first off, too, like he just simply doesn't walk either. Now he doesn't strike out a ton, so that's good, especially like for a power guy per se, even though he hasn't shown power in five years. But regardless, like as a power guy, he doesn't strike out a ton. So that's that's mm-hmm. good. Like he still makes contact at least, but he just simply doesn't walk. So it's like he is very reliant on the power to get him to being, you know, above league average and such. So it's like if he doesn't have that power, is he going to be a really good player? I don't think so, especially the way he's been performing. So I think Anthony actually brings up my entire point here. Oops, sorry. We do this every goddamn time. Every, every time. You hit it. You hit it. He is low risk, low reward. And there's a chance he's a good backup here. The issue that I think we both have here is that the Pirates aren't going to use him as that. They're going to pretend this is a bandage and look at what we found. We found this former top 100 prospect. This guy was second in rookie of the year. Look what we got. And then they're just going to shove it down your throat for a year. Or probably till June. Well, maybe, maybe, I mean, maybe not June, maybe August if he gets hurt mid-year. But that's what we end up with. And that's why a guy like Andujar gets just absolutely trashed. Because it's not his fault. 
he probably could be an okay bench player if he shows something. But we're not going to be given that opportunity for him to just be a bench player. Yeah. But this presents a real issue. It's like Jim says, what happens when he posts a 106 way to run creative places last week? And like that's that's where we're, we're at. And, and we talked about that, right? Eight games, you can be really good, really bad. But we also know Pirates Twitter. We also know the people of Pirates Twitter who will certainly hype this up. Uh, just like tonight, when he hit what he thought was the home run, which ended up being a double, and then got thrown out, stealing third base with two outs. But I digress. Uh, <laughs> but like, right, if he... If he pseudo performs and he looks, you know, about league average, above league average, then you have a whole offseason of talking about these eight games by Miguel Andujar and how he is him and how he's part of his future. And ha ha, we got you, Yankees. And now you're just hyping up all the reasons that the Pirates are going to feed you, just what you said, Tyler. And then we have to wait until June when you find out that he is who he thought he was. <laughs> Listen, man. And I get it. I get it. I fell into the trap last year. I bought into Yoshi. I don't I even care too much about Yoshi because at least Yoshi was a few months. You know, that, that, there's some sustainability to Yoshi. You can't fake the funk on power, and he showed that. But he also showed bad. Like, but he also did it for two two months. Yeah, where, I didn't, I, we're I did getting eight games, get and I I feel that. But but it's eight games. <laughs> Jim is triggering me over here. <laughs> I hate him. Uh, but hey, props are props due, as I always say. Yeah. You know, Andohar did go one for three today. Or sorry, one for four. I don't know. Uh, no. One for three Wait. with the walk. Where's he at in this lineup? Yes, one for four. No. no one, one for, for four. One for four, two strikeouts, no you walk. Walked, what are you looking at? I'm not looking at anything. What game are you looking at? You went one for four today. I am the looking. Double was a basis clearing double, so he had three RBIs, but he had two strikeouts as well. And then he tried stealing third base with two outs and was was not close. Um, like, so that I, was Miguel Andor. Literally looking at you, not looking at a single box score, because I have a brain, and I maybe missed one because I've been drinking. So. That was Miguel Andujar. Um, yeah, but again, happened. it was his double that really won the game, right? Pirates did win four to one. Yeah, uh, thanks to Miguel Andujar. So props where props is due. Big night for him. Um, his second game in, in Pittsburgh. But looking overall, we talked about the pitching. We, well, we talked about Mitch Keller. We talked about Miguel Andujar, and we're twenty-seven minutes into this, and we talked like, "Hey, let's make this can up we, twenty minutes." Yeah, can we just like so real quick? Listen, Dario. let's no, you listen to me. Bullpen was pretty good. They have to say anything more? Yes. Bednar. Bednar's yeah, back. Good. Yeah, he looked good. He, he's back in the closes role. He went the whole inning, two strikeouts, no hits. It's the Reds lineup. But Bednar looked backish. Ooh, yeah, I don't like to say fine. that. It was his back no, that was a problem. Mean, <laughs> I don't want to he, say back anymore. I mean, he looked more like Bednar. Do we have to move on? Can there you move go. On? Yes, Will Crow, two innings, no earned runs. Yeah, Reds lineup sucks. Okay, so we that's got what, the, the bullpen and that. Dwayne Underwood. Crow, two innings, Dwayne Underwood, an inning, no earned runs between the, the both of them. Bednar returns. He returned to the ninth inning as the closer and looked good. As far as the lineup goes, Oh no, Cruz, two for five today again. 
no strikeouts. No strikeouts. Also, Hunter Green, who's pumping 149 miles an hour. Yeah, so I actually Bay. do have a theory on my whole, like, Bednar. He looked like Bednar. And then Crow, sure. And then Underwood, whatever. I have a theory on that. We'll discuss in the offseason because we're 28 minutes in on a post-game show where we both want to go play PlayStation 5. Did you have to count us like that? <laughs> yeah. I've been podcasting for two hours of my night. Look at you. Who would have Watch thought? Watch NSI bets, please. Not us. So, Ono Cruz to revive. Good night for him. Also, another stolen base. But I think, and Jim said it, of course, he could be on the show and talking about it. But Juwan Bay, another, I mean, he really has been electric since coming up. So, two hits tonight, two for three. Um, and again, so I talked about his first double, like tonight, the same thing, his, his slugging is going to come straight from his speed. Like that double today he got was a single that he was just fast enough to power his way through to second base. So like he's as a player, as a baseball player, we're just seeing so far from him, man, you got to like it. Yeah. I, he does need to be in the lineup every day. He has very good bat-to-ball skills, like you mentioned. And you, it's, you've you been all the way on top of it, going back to his debut, about his slugging will come from that speed. And he does wreak havoc on the base pass. He plays really good defense. There's a lot to like about him as a baseball player. He just... I, I mean, the bat-to-ball skills really just make him very intriguing. Not to he, mention speed. Like, the speed is... It, it's hard to... Really, lots of words. <laughs> yeah. Listen, I don't like the guy. Like, I'm throwing that I out. Get the window. I, I, I get it. I get it. I know. I'm trying not to bring that up, but I don't like the guy, but... The bat to ball skills are really good. He plays a really good second base and he can play the corners and the middle. There's he's a he I don't see a planet where he's not a very useful major league baseball player. And as we'll get to the offseason, because there's gonna be a the thing is like this like, offseason, as much as it might still suck because there's not much done, we have a lot to talk about. There's gonna be a lot yeah. to talk about. Uh and basically is one of them. And that's why I feel like if you already have Cruz, you already have Cadastro. Cata- C- you already have Cruz. You already have Castro. I'm as well, and you hyped him up yesterday about Newman. Like, Bay just excites me in that sense that I'm real quick. I, yeah. Anthony does say he sounds like Marcano. I don't, they're not on the same planet, I don't think, as a baseball player. Bay has way better speed. He might not be as good defensively. He probably can't, he can't play short, but the bat the ball skills in the walk rate it's it's not even close. I don't, I don't. I mean, no. Bay is the G one Bay is a legit major league baseball player, and I have I way more faith and confidence in Bay. You just mentioned Kevin Newman. If he turns into Kevin Newman with the speed he has, that's a good thing. That that's a good point. That 
His speed. If he will is make Kevin him. Newman, which we poo poo on Kevin Newman though, but if he is Kevin Newman, like, the speed like will current version get of him Kevin to Newman. be. But I'm saying the speed will get him to a yeah. much better improved Kevin Newman. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. And also, I mean, just way more athletic. Just way more, more athletic. That can play center field. Mm-hmm. Which that limits Newman. Like, you, I don't think you can really make him like a utility type of player. So he's going to be just like this middle infielder, and you have plenty of them on this roster. And that's why I'm just like concerned about keeping him around when we'll get into that later. But anyways, yeah. Bay as a baseball yeah. player, like he is, he is exciting. He really is. He's an yeah. exciting baseball player. And like I just I like the way he plays. <laughs> I really do so far. Wow, so he's... it's small sample and I get it. You're gonna see that rest of the season, but like I'm really excited for this kid uh heading to next year. So I think it's more like an Adam Frazier with speed. Kevin Newman had those two really atrocious years. I don't think Bay falls in that trap. But it's probably more like Pirates is, version of Adam Frazier. We'll talk more. Yeah, we there. We got plenty. Of it's talk it's about too early for the comps for me. Yeah, plus Frazier's my boy. <laughs> um, but anyways, anyways, yeah. So nice game for the rookies. Oh, and that's what I get at too. I mean, so like, I think we we discussed this a little bit also, and it's happening. But Bay batting in the ninth spot, Cruz in the first spot. So like, it kind of gives yeah. Cruz like this RBI even yeah. more than he has been doing but i'll get past that excuse me get past that the speed out of the nine and one guys i mean yeah. the speed out of bay and cruz that, that's incredible yeah and truthfully with with bay being on the roster now i'd probably prefer him being in that leadoff role with cruz in three i think that's the ideal look there but i'm never going to complain about cruz being in the top three at this point i just Mm-hmm. Don't put him as put. Don't put him seventh, please. I'll say this: if things pan out and they go really, really well, and Bay at that point is regulated to the ninth hole because this lineup is good. Wow! <laughs> Again, like he acts as like the pseudo leadoff guy, and yeah. your leadoff guy isn't like this traditional light hitting you know person anymore. And it's like yeah. you could put, you could have a crew or, or even like Hayes if he turns around and have like a decent bat in the lineup at your one and then base chilling nine and we got a lot to talk about it's like the old it's it's the old Madden lineups when his pitcher batted eighth but now there's a DH so yeah. you can I mean do those we, things. We do have a lot to talk about in the offseason which for sure I, I really am excited about um we've we've seen it come along late but you know Another long walk for a short drink of water. All right. What else do we want to talk about? There wasn't a whole lot else done NHL. offensively. I mean, they only had seven hits. Uh, again, four runs. It was that one inning and into our cleaning them up. NHL. Time for show. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I don't have much more to add. Um, Jim brought up Bay. You brought up Cruz. Really, is there that much more to discuss about this lineup? We already discussed Anduhar ad nauseum. So tomorrow, the Pirates play their last game against the Reds for the season. Um, 
come on now. You know, I know. Okay, 1235 <laughs> is, yeah. it, is it a game. It's a Bryce Wilson start. So, yeah, have fun on that one by yourself. Good luck with the hurricane. Be by myself. I, I have a hurricane coming, and I I might hope it hits me <laughs> and not have to watch Bryce Wilson tomorrow. <laughs> Is it going to be by myself? I'm sorry. Some people have jobs. Yeah, well, anyways. Yeah, Bryce Wilson takes it to the mound tomorrow. Maybe the last time you have to watch Bryce Wilson take the mound. I think Pirates uniform. I, bold bet. Tomorrow's the last time that Bryce Wilson will start as a Pirate. He will be DFA this so. offseason. I hope so. I mean, I don't wish bad things on people, but he's just not a major league starting pitcher. Thanks. Yeah. But anyways, with that being said, let's get out of here. Um, We'll be back. Thank you guys for watching and come play NHL with us. Yeah. You find me on PS5 at North Shore and I. Cool. (laughs) All right. We're out of here. Bye-bye. Peace out, Scouts. Oh, 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 oh,